Welcome to Upward Dogology, where I retrain your brain and introduce you to the world of cognitive behavioral therapy for dogs over the age of six months. Season four is all about recognizing people and organizations that help animals, and our guest today is beyond deserved of this recognition. Michael Baines founded the Man That Rescues Dogs Foundation and has devoted his life to saving dogs in Thailand. He says it like it is, which is exactly how it should be. His organization has grown exponentially because of his genuine passion for the Man That Rescues Dogs Foundation and, of course, his love for the dogs. The snippet tip is on one of the many things I've learned from dogs over the years. You cannot convince them, trick them, bribe them, or force them, but we can effectively work with them using the cognitive side of their brain. And I'm the kind of girl can roll like a guy, but I really don't know. If you're ready for the ride, I'm champagne. Hello, I'm Billy Groom, your host and successful dogologist for three decades. And with me today, again, I have my co-host, David L. Helsell. Hey, David. Hi, Billy. Thanks for having me. How's it going? Great. How are you? I'm doing really well. And today we are heading on down to Thailand where we're talking to the man that rescues dogs, Michael. Hey, hey Michael. Michael. How's it going? I'm, I'm fine. Thank you. Good morning from Thailand. Oh, yeah. Good morning. Right. Because we're night here. Yes. We're... Good evening from Canada. Yeah, good evening from Canada. I know it's like my Friday night here because I uh, my weekends are my busiest time and it's Sunday night. So I feel like it's Friday night here for me and, and like Monday morning for you or something like that. <laughs> actually, I, actually, all my days are Saturdays. There you go. Oh, nice. There's the best attitude. There's that's, the best. That's the best. You know, we we we... The dogs love it. I love it. The staff love it. So it's Saturday every day. So every day, Saturday. Awesome. Yes. That's the best party attitude going. That can save the world. Yes, yeah, so that can save the world. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Where are you in Thailand, Michael? I am located uh, in a small place between Bangkok and Pattaya in uh, the province of Chambri. Uh, the place is called Bangpra, and we also operate in uh, the municipality of Bangsan which is a small little beach town, or actually mm. was a, about 65,000 people live here. It's a big university town of 45,000 mm. units. Yeah. Nice. Yes, it's very nice. That's great. Um, okay, let's ask how and why did you start The Man That Rescues Dogs? It, uh, it started in, in November 2011, uh, and I, was, um, I had a few restaurants, uh, here in Thailand, and uh, and one evening, uh, a dog turned up around uh, on the backside of the restaurant and was in really bad shape, mm. uh, severely malnourished, uh, infections, uh, wounds, and she just looked in my eyes and feed me. She said, "Feed me, help me." So I did, and she came back every day at the same time, five o'clock, and. Um, Took it to the clinic after I gained some trust. And after that, it just escalated. I uh, started out with uh, helping a, a foundation uh, that was in that area and started help there. And hmm. Did you name that dog? I did. Her name is Mamuang. And Mamuang means mango in Thai. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. And she That's still, sweet she still, because she was sweet. She was very sweet, and she's still alive. She lives uh, up north uh, um, with an old lady, and um, they are. Hmm. That's living, great. They live. They live. Yeah. So they, that's good. That was that's the start. Great. 
it was the start and it it went uh it went big time from there yeah your instagram page has thousands of followers yeah, i think we, we hit about 50, 52,000 now yeah 52,000 and good for you what was the turning point that made it so popular michael um I, I, I don't know. I, it's it's been growing steadily since I started that account. Uh, I don't know when I started it. Maybe four years ago, five years ago. But the Dodo did a few clips and linked to our account. That helped a lot. And a few other big, big accounts. So that helps a lot. But I do think that the content is... We do mix the content of... Uh, some severe cases, but also success stories, which we have a lot of. And we also do, um, you know, before and after and present what we're doing, feeding on the streets and so on. I think the mix is um, is probably the key for that. Mm -hmm. we, we, we're not, we're not, you know, I don't, I don't know. We just, we just post and uh, tell the stories. Yeah, yeah. There's no magic there. Yeah, simple can be powerful. It's, it's, it's also the... I think being so genuine and and just doing what you do and people are interested in it, I think a lot has to do, like you said, the posts are just genuine and they are what they are and, and people are interested in it. Because they're real and straight to the point and simple. Yeah, and, 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 uh, but we do have a, a few people that, um, you know, ask us to cover the front picture with graphic content and so on mm. um i don't do that I, I don't sugarcoat anything but i do not uh show the most extreme pictures with you know bones sticking out of the legs and so on but i, I don't sugarcoat it so if if they feel free to follow or they feel free to unfollow that's up to them uh, we are not uh cutepets.com yeah, it is what it is. Good for yeah. you. And what sort of facilities do you have or what's your setup like? Well, to make a, a, a quite long story short, so I, as I said, I started Rescue Dogs in 2011. And until 2016, I was working alone, feeding the dogs on the streets which I did uh, daily, uh, and I also at the same time ran, uh, took care of my restaurant. So I did a lot of hours in the restaurant and a few hours feeding the dogs. And, um, and then in 2016, there were a, um, a platform named Newsner in Sweden that did a small clip about me feeding the dogs with a, like a homemade clip. Um, um, of, so, and that went viral. We had... Mm. In different platforms around the world, about 100 million views in wow. just one month. Wow. So we got more followers, uh, more donations, and we had a, a board meeting uh, after that and decided to uh, rent a house and hire staff to take in more dogs. And that was in 2016, May. Mm. Um, 2017, uh, I went up to the local dog pound that was run by the municipality here and decided to take over. I just called up my friend, the mayor, Narovchai Kumpum. I said, hey, guy, I'm, I'm taking over. I said, okay, fine. <laughs> um, in August that same year, 2017, I've expanded the place from 150 square meters with 100 dogs to uh, around 2,000 square meters. 
uh, in August, and we had also built a new care unit. Um, is that the distemper one yet that uh, you were telling us about, or, no, or just no, the care unit? The care unit is uh, the, where the dog. We have twenty-four paralyzed dogs that have wheelchairs. Yeah, we have about twelve cases where the distemper have entered the certain central nervous system, so they have you know they twitch and so. On. But they 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 they, fun they function. They where do you get the wheelchairs from i ordered them from a company in america named handicapped pets hmm. oh, they're named walking weeds yeah yeah on your uh on your instagram pages you can see those and it's just fantastic to watch those dogs buzz around and they just have a great old time and but they, they've got to be pricey right those wheelchairs Costly or what did you say? Yes, they have to be costly. Yes. They cost around 400 US. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, but, but, but it's good quality. It, it, and, you know, it, they, they make some local hair on, on PVC pipes and so on. But these dogs are so, they're so active. They run like crazy. And we, we, they run up in the forest and so on. So they will never, um, the wheelchair will never survive that. <laughs> so right. They, right. So, so these wheelchairs are great. So, um, yeah, of course, they, I mean, the dogs, Deserve the best. Why not? That's right. Yeah, Good for you. Yeah. So back to your story. So so you uh, took over the the shelter and start and expanded your location. Yes, uh, we are, as I said before, located in a small area named Bankra, and we are located in the forest. We're actually located in the same area where the municipality dumped the garbage. <laughs> Meat, dogs, and garbage. And what happened with that? Have no neighbors, so that's the, the 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 good thing here is that there will be no development, so we have no neighbors, and the dogs can bark whatever they want and how much they want. So right now we have um, we are housing five hundred dogs. Holy shit! And then we have three hundred dogs on the streets where we feed daily, and these are dogs that are living in safe areas, and and uh, and then sometimes we have to take in a dog that are injured. We're picking up a dog this morning that's been injured outside a store. And they're going to treat them in our free of charge clinic uh, that is located here in our area. Oh, great. So, so the 500 dogs here um, are in care unit. Uh, we have a main shelter and we have an expansion. So we call it shelter one and shelter two. And ongoing now is shelter three. So oh. we have three, three big areas. And yeah, I saw, I saw yeah. on uh, Instagram this morning the, the dog that was just on the side of the road on the way to the dump that couldn't get up. That's different than the, well, I guess we're in different days. So maybe that was yesterday for you. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we brought in that dog a few days back and, and we don't know that dog. We've never seen it before. And we think that maybe somebody ran over the dog and pick it up and dump it in the forest. I don't know, maybe because they know that we feed the dogs there and we will find it. I have no idea. But really, it doesn't matter how they got where they are. Matter. The point is to move it on, right? To, yeah, to get yeah. them and move and on. We, 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 we uh, have, a, of course, a lot of requests to, to bring in dogs. Uh, and But we have some kind of rules that we never cross the borders of the province. We always mm -hmm. work locally mm -hmm. because there are many dogs uh, that need our help here. We never turn a blind eye to a dog in need like that. But we do sometimes 
try to treat them on site if we don't have space. And right, right. now the clinic, we don't have enough space that we are, we will expand it uh, hopefully next year. Depends on the COVID situation here because the donations is down about 40%. So, yeah. and I do understand that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. COVID is affecting everything everywhere. A lot, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So people, if you, if you can donate, please do. And the links to donate are on my show notes. And as well, you can go to the Instagram or to his website. And all those links are on my show notes as well. And Thank you. How is the local culture, Michael? Do you have support from the local system? We, um, mm, we do have support from, from the municipality. We work closely. We have an MOU with them. Uh, and, and they support us as much as they can uh, because most of the, municip oh, the municipalities are regulated by the laws of the government and, and they have a strict policy that not too much money can be spent on dogs, which is crazy. Uh, but, uh, so, but the municipality here are doing very much for us and help us a lot. It's a win-win-win situation here. Well, right. well that's good to hear. The mayor is a good friend of mine since 18 years. And, That's uh, always nice. He, oh, yes. He loves dogs. So what, what the, the, the benefits here is that we don't pay any rent. Oh, We good. don't pay any electric. We don't pay any water. And they support with one salary of one staff and dry food for the shelter dogs. So wow. this is, that is uh, fantastic. That is that's really good. That's like 100,000 baht per month. That, that helps us with that. So that's really yeah. impressive. That's yeah. good to hear. Yeah. So they don't make you pay rent to live in the garbage dump. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't pay any rent. But as I said, I mean, this, this is something that I think that most all, I think that all municipalities and districts should work like this. Yeah, to it's a great Work idea. with people that want to help. Don't yeah. fight them. Because in, in other areas, they put up banners and signs, don't feed the stray dogs and don't do that. And it doesn't help because the stray dogs are here. Yes. Well put. They're here. Yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta deal with the yeah. issue. Yeah. Um, how many staff do you have, Michael? Twenty-five. That's 25. fantastic. We have uh, two veterinarians, we have three construction workers, and they are uh hired full time because there's always something expansion, uh painting, dealing with corrosion, um, fixing doors. It's always something to for them. Yeah, then we have three, ad, three admins. Admins work with uh, coordinate rescues, uh, answering messages, work with adoptions, um, and schedule time for our clinic to, for spay and neuter. We do everything for free in the clinic. Yeah, tell us and, about that free clinic. Yeah, it's it's a clinic that we have on site. And I actually did, because when I we went up to like 400 dogs, the, the, the medical... Uh, cost for my foundation was so high, so I decided to hire a veterinarian, which we saved money the first first week, and That's and smart. also at that time we we did open uh, a clinic, so we could take care of our dogs. And as I said, it it, it saves a lot of money on that and time. You don't yeah. have to travel with the dogs a long way. So we we uh, first I was thinking to to open the clinic for. Uh, as a normal clinic and charge people for it. But then I think, no, why? Because they will not use our clinic. The, the point is for us is to, people use the clinic and get the healthy dogs instead of we making a profit. So 
instead of like we rescue a dog that's been dumped on the street in a very bad condition, we can treat it early. Right, and prevent yes. prevent yes. the problem. Yes. Yeah, prevent the problem. Yeah. And, and we have we have is open nine to three every day, and we do spay and neuter two three dogs or cats per day, and um, oh, we have a, we have a lot of people coming with their animals, and, and, and uh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's great. That that really is addressing the problem in yeah. a preventative manner, which is just so much more helpful than it's than, addressing the core. Yeah, it's addressing the problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a great way to do it. <clears throat> hmm. So, I guess that brings us to our tail end question. Michael, can you tell us about your journey with dogs or? specific dog that has inspired you or taught you a life lesson. I'm thinking uh, ma- Mango probably <laughs> yeah. had something to do with that. <laughs> life lessons, and there's so many, aren't there? <laughs> life lesson. The dogs have taught me, or teach me, or still teach me, to stay single the rest of my life. There you go, yep. Because <laughs> <laughs> They yep, don't need absolutely. Money, you know, they don't fight. Yeah. <laughs> and I have 18 dogs myself. Yes, that's right. So, <laughs> so what else do you need? What else you know, do you need? That's right. I don't really think that I, I, I can find anyone anyway. You know? <laughs> White male seeking. Yes. Yeah, I think know. we can both relate to that too. And probably a lot of people listening to this who rescue dogs, it's just, they're, they're, <laughs> that's the way to go. It takes a lot awesome. of time and, 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 and to concentrate on this. And I do think it's better to stay single. And I'm okay with that. It's, it's not a, it's, it's a choice. But um, uh, can you tell us how you journey with dog? Hmm. Well, I think Mango was a big Mango is one of them. But there's, I think every case, you know, gives you a, perspective of life and how they fight and not give up. You know, you see the fighting instinct in these dogs uh, that want to survive. Yeah. And if they don't want to survive, they just sleep. They just fall asleep and say, thank you. And thank you for the rescue. See you later. And they're gone. But most of them, they want to fight. So I, I think that never give up. And, and, and for me, I, I, as my little motto is always like, always deliver what you promise. Mm. That, that that's that's what I that's what I say the dog to the dogs and the people that donate and the people who support us. Yes. Mm. Well put. Yeah. Yeah. That's so the, the journey is ongoing. I haven't I haven't reached the end yet. So yeah. 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 Everything's it's it's everything's a learning journey constantly, and uh, okay. that's the beauty in it. I think as well. That's the beauty in it because you can just keep learning from these dogs. It's wonderful. Thank you so much, Michael. You're fantastic, and we love what you Thank do. You. Thank yes. you so much. Thank you so much Thank for joining us. Thanks for having me. Okay. And enjoy your day. Yes. And you too. Enjoy your night. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> bye bye. Okay. Bye bye. I love the answer Michael gave for the tail end question. Dogs strive to stay alive, and then sometimes, when rescued, they choose to cross over the Rainbow Bridge. The rescuers provided them with the peace and comfort and dignity to make this choice. 
This is not easy on the rescuers, but it is the reality, and they should take comfort in knowing that these dogs went knowing love. For this snippet tip, I am going to talk about one of the many things I have learned from dogs in my 30-year learning journey. Dogs do not do unwanted behavior for no reason, and commonly cannot be convinced or bribed to change that behavior. Humans do things for no reason, and they can be bribed or convinced or fall into peer pressure. Dogs do not do that. They do unwanted behavior because they have learned it works in their favor or achieves their goal. Humans do that too. Clients hire me for an array of reasons, commonly to change unwanted behavior. This is different from obedience training, which instills wanted behavior, which is why techniques commonly applied are best when starting with a clean slate, such as a puppy. I talk about this in the previous snippet tip. I work exclusively with dogs over six months of age, so they have learned the behavior they need or want to do to achieve their goal. That behavior could be, for example, jumping, peeing, lunging, growling, biting, barking, hiding, shaking. The goal could be staying alive, keeping people at bay, to get attention, to get across the street, to get food, to be left alone. Dogs have a self-perceived perception of factors, such as people, bicycles, dogs, garbage pails, areas, situations, movement, and even their human is a factor. Their reaction to these factors is determined by their perception. I talk about this in my book. Where I am going with this is we need to change their perception of the factor to change their behavior. We are not instilling new thought patterns or behaviors. We are replacing ones already there. The Upward Dogology formula teaches skills in easy or comfortable situations. What I mean by the easier situations is when the dog is being good. Some listeners right now are thinking, my dog is good uh, maybe 10% of the time, while others are thinking, yeah, my dog is good 90% of the time. It's the 10% I need help with. Either way, all those dogs are doing what they have learned works in their favor 100% of the time. Commonly, people do not care when their dog is doing wanted behavior. We may reward it, but essentially, these dogs would have done that behavior anyway. Reacting to the unwanted behavior is, to many dogs, the same as reacting to wanted behavior. They're thinking, sure, go ahead, praise me, correct me, whatever, I'm going to do the behavior anyway. And often what they wanted to happen still happens, whether their human reacts or not. Counter conditioning, associative training, positive reinforcement training, balance training, operant conditioning are all reactive in nature and commonly rely on rewards the human decided upon as opposed to providing options and changing perception. The dog perceives the human as not having a clue how to calmly, proactively direct and manage them or the situations, whether that is in 10% of the time or 90% of the time. I talk about these methods in other episodes and, as I repeatedly say, they can be effective and commonly are with puppies, but when they are limiting, ineffective, or counterproductive, we need to advance to upper dogology. Upper dogology calls upon these techniques, but the way in which we apply them makes sense to each individual dog, and most importantly, the core skills of upper dogology reaches the cognitive side of the brain. And most of these dogs were using the cognitive side of their brain prior to being rescued, which is why they are still alive. We establish transferable skills excuse me, when we are not butting heads with the dog. In other words, when what the dog wants is what we want. We then transfer these skills to increasingly difficult situations. 
By doing this, we change the dog's perception of our ability to manage situations and understand their goal 100% of the time. The skills prevent the unwanted behavior proactively, but this is only half of the process. Stopping unwanted behavior can be achieved many ways. The difference in the upper dogology formula is that it addresses the reason for the behavior, anxiety, fear, or intense dislike, or simply having his head up his ass. We provide dogs with opportunities to watch, think, and process, and this changes their perception. They learn they can still achieve their goal, which can change as we progress through the program without needing to do the unwanted behavior by replacing that behavior with options we taught at easier times. The reward is that nothing negative happens if they do not do the behavior they felt they needed to do to achieve their goal, whatever that goal was. From working with dogs, I have learned they are willing to change their thought patterns and behavior, but we must start with changing their perception of us and our ability to recognize their individual goals and reasons for their behavior. This is the essence of cognitive behavioral therapy and is why upward dogology is scientifically proven effective. Please share to care. Spreading awareness is key to making changes in the dog world that save dogs' lives. Follow Upward Dogology on Instagram and Facebook. If you enjoy these episodes, please leave a rating or review. And if you have questions, please email me at billy at upwarddogology.com. Check out the show notes for the links as well to the man that rescues dogs and how you can donate to that foundation, as well as links to Danielle Bourgeau, who is a kick-ass country singer, a CCMA Diversity Award winner, and a huge dog lover. Enjoy your learning journey.